Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute 45, which begins without an explosion and ends with Nicholas and Danny heading into the Crown Pub to celebrate. We do. Uh, yeah, so this, uh, this bit without it exploding is, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a fun way to sort of like have your cake and eat it, right? Because like... <laughs> You know, the, the the explosion is a fun part of the action movies, but really it's the people reacting to the explosion is the fun part, get right? Down. Yeah. yeah, so we get all of that and then no explosion so the movie can stay cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... They want to save their explosion for later in the movie. <laughs> you know, it, it's... I, have, I don't think I've really thought about it before, but it's... You know, American audiences in particular can be so like, horror movies do this, action movies do this, I go home mm. and forget that it happened. And so the idea that this kind of big Rollick and Michael Bay tribute hasn't had a lot of action yet, but it really doesn't feel like it. That's true. I also think we uh, forgot to mention that we have guests again today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil and George <laughs> are here. Just so excited to talk about the minute. Oh, you just barrel right into it. I know. Oh, yeah, we're wow. just so excited. Good minute. Uh, but uh, <laughs> welcome back. Thank you for wrapping up the week, guys. Thank you. Um, sure. Pleasure. Uh, yeah. What, so, what, do you, what do you think about uh, the, the action movie stuff? The way that they use it in this movie before we get to the act three where it, you know, all hell breaks loose. I, I love it. And I think that's why this is my favorite of the Coronetto movies, because it is, it's got that buildup of expectation and then completely subverts it at the very end until the very, very end. Then it just goes completely ham and it's like, what are, what am I getting from this movie? And it's, and it's an enjoyable watch every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're dead on. I think you're dead on. Um, yeah, so then they, uh, they, they, the explosion doesn't happen. There's a beat where Danny tries to pick something off of, off of kind of like a mom angel's, yeah, angel's vest, which I think is great. Yeah, um, it's a fun bit. I like that. Yeah, there's also they also they use the a nice timely use of some farm animal noises to break the silence. Yeah, <laughs> so it's good. Oh, it's I like so that. good. Um, also, we get that close up of of. Uh, of, of angel at the um at, at the at the car calling all of this in and you get a you get a nice close shot of the sweater he's wearing and i gotta say looks comfy i wanna i wanna wear that sweater i think it looks these police sweaters yeah looks looks comfy looks uh looks nice, nice and uh nice and soft nice and warm i like it you got the vest on keeping it all yeah safe you're Plus the elbow pads, mm. the nice elbow pads. It's good. And that's the day Scott Corelli became Fancy. PC Scott Corelli. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Does he always wear this vest? Like it, I mean, it's obviously completely unnecessary for most of the time. Yeah, he always wears it, it because he car. says that it's part of the uniform. So mm-hmm. you have to wear it. Um, right. Even though no one else wears yeah, it. Yeah, no one, because they, they, they ask him about it at, at lunch. They're like, yeah. why are you wearing your vest? And he's also the, the only uniform. one that's uh, had to need it. 
That's also true because he got, uh, but, yes. but then he got stabbed in the hand, which was not useful for the vest. <laughs> I mean, of all the places, yeah, it was like, yeah. oh man, yeah. I don't have a vest there. I don't uh-huh. have a vest. What if he was shot at during the time when he, he had to take a human life? Oh, that's possible. That's also possible. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, them just continuing to to hit it and kick it. <laughs> yeah. uh, after it doesn't go <laughs> yes. off, his his confidence restored, Mister Webley. Oh man! Oh, I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> it's deactivated. Oh, is it? <laughs> I I think I don't think he has any idea whether it's deactivated or not. He's just saying that. I think because he wants to keep it. I love the little <laughs> rev up Danny does before he kicks it a second time. Yeah, it's great. Um, that must have hit his foot. I think that one. But uh, yeah, it's it, this is uh, this is this is a really solid minute. I love seeing them truck all this stuff in. You know, they got to confiscate mm-hmm. this guy's collection. Danny is equally happy the whole time. Yeah, it's pretty great. He's like, this is the most. He's holding them all these cool guns from yeah. action movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's some old stuff yeah, like- in here, but then there's like some handguns that look like, uh, you know, like sem- semi-automatic handguns or something. Like they they look they look. They look modern to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely some newer stuff in there, but also you know, like the Colt 1911. Yeah. You know, there's there's World War II era. Oh yeah. Handguns. The Gatling that were still, gun. <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they were still looked modern and still have like haven't re- remained virtually unchanged in the last fifty to sixty years. They're just they just hold up that well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I think it's just a fun the assortment. It would be great if he did have some very weird modern. Like some Kalashnikovs and like some more like just turn of the century type stuff versus, you know, an assortment of old things. Yeah, there's uh, I think my favorite bit of them carrying the stuff in is the detail that one of the on one of the boxes that they're carrying in there. There's the the uh, hand grenades are hung off the edge mm. of the wow. of yeah. the box. <laughs> just dangling. Hand, yeah, dangling by the handle <laughs> of the. Of the, of the hand grenade. Um, as long as the pin's in, it's fine. I guess that's true. Fair enough. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> I like the little uh, the, the, the little snippets we get of, of Bill Bailey because he's always mm-hmm. is, is big. I'm a big fan of his, and uh, it, it, just just seeing him is is funny enough. He's not doing anything. Just, he's just this funny looking guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, I uh, I think it's because he always just looks so kind. Like he's just, uh-huh. I don't know. Like there's something, there's something funny about like a befuddled, like genuinely kind person. That's just like funny. And that's, that's like, I feel like that's his character and everything. It's just like a really kind befuddled person. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's the eyes for me. It's just oh, yeah. got these quizzical eyes. Yeah. It's like confused, little quizzical looking eyes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they bring his hair in this one's bizarre it's, it's got this weird kind of perm yeah parted perm yeah well well that's one of the twins yes uh so we got we got two uh i think we, and they each have uh, slightly different different hairstyles um yeah so them bringing all of this in and and, and checking in all of this inventory now or like the bombastic score playing underneath yeah that's a lot of work that's a lot of work that yeah. they put in today and so when you get to the the uh squad impressive the, holiday constable whatever. yeah the squad room because like when you get to the squad room you can see that it's actually uh seven after seven o'clock so they <laughs> they really put in a full day uh probably mm-hmm. a full 12 13 hours today um which is uh it's a lot that's a that's a long day this is a big old day they had a they had <laughs> yeah. they had a double murder uh mm-hmm. 
slash uh, 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 road collision, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, they had to confiscate an entire uh, armory. Yeah, you know, for for all intents, even though it wasn't super, you know, they 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 did the job together today. Yeah, it, it wasn't like it was mm-hmm. in previous minutes where it was like, God, this kid, yeah. they were co-workers right for the first time really yeah so it makes sense that nicholas isn't ready to go water his piece slowly tonight i'm sure doug greenberg is thinking like guys this is just your average day's work for me right what are you guys talking about (laughs) well and this was this is just like the i think this is the first day that nicholas felt fulfilled in his position here um you know and like unfortunately this is like a very abnormal day um for sanford Uh, but he he finally feels fulfilled. He's like, yeah, no, I took we we took care of two massive, uh, massive things. I, today. I did my job today. Yeah, yeah, I earned I earned this, and now so now he's comfortable with going to the pub mm-hmm. because he's yeah. like, ah, yeah, I yeah. think I earned it. And I just love the the start of the shot of just them both kind of the, their backs. Yeah, yeah. Um, question about Danny's tattoo, which I assume is just Nick Frost's tattoo. Uh, but because Danny mm. is the one with the tattoo in the scene, um, when do you think he got that tattoo? And what do you think it means to Danny? I bet it, I don't know. To me, it seems like probably the same thing to both of them, which is like a late 90s kind of mistake. Oh, okay. It just something about that tattoo yeah. just seems like 01 mm-hmm. at the latest. Yeah. But probably like 98, 99. Something about that size of tattoo in that location. And I have the personal experience because I have one, not the similar style, but um, same place, same style. Um, as far as like that. It's just one of those things you do because, oh, we get a tattoo. And then you regret it later because it's like, oh, well, that's a stupid thing on my arm. Why do I have that 20 years later? Right. It looks like the Sublime logo. It. I was thinking it looks like uh, one of those bands in the late '90s, early 2000s. It looks like an album cover. Uh, Sublime. Of, no, it's not Sublime. <laughs> it's not Sublime. Uh, it's it's uh, one of the one of the bands that um, sounds like um, uh, like like off off brand Pearl Jam. You know, one of those bands that were like Nickelback and grunge, kind of post grunge. Yeah, that post grunge uh, in the early two Tem- thousand. Temple of the Dog. It looks like Yuck. one of those one of those bands like album covers. Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Yeah, exactly. That's what it reminds me of. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I I love the this bit of the uh, I don't know spray pub like i so, love that yeah. so this much is, yeah this that, a that's a that's a pure nick frost bit right there oh yeah Just, psst, pub yeah that's a, that's a that's all him absolutely well he it's interesting because nick frost i guess has to carry quite a lot of the, the kind of lighter comedy in this movie mm-hmm. because simon Pegg's character is just so serious um Straight and light. he does it so well yeah and he in and, and but i mean he can do it. Nick Frost is more than capable of, of carrying that. And he does it really well. And, and like, you know, go back to the start of this minute, just when he's reaching out to poke, uh, to poke the chest uh, is, it's just, again, you, you imagine it's just like a little improv bit where it's just like, okay, how are we going to just break this up and move on? And I'll just kind of prod him or something. Yeah. It, and it's brilliant. He, he really just carries it, but he does it so well. He has, and you need it though. It does definitely needs that sort of, this sort of thing. Yeah, he has a natural comedic timing that I think is what probably got the two of them together as friends when they you know mm. met originally. Uh, is just him thinking this guy is just like naturally really really funny, uh, mm-hmm. and it's and it's bits like that where it's like you know he didn't have to time it like that, but he did because he knows it's funnier to do it that way. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's right. And there's no explanation as far as like, I can't explain why that's funnier. I don't know the mechanics of what makes the timing of that funnier, but it is. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's great. And then uh, there's also the addition, the additional thought I had, which is that this is 2007. Is the joke here that he's using Axe body spray? And now we've just come to accept that like lots of deodorants come like that. And so it's not a big deal. But like in 2007, was Axe body spray like the only one that did that? And is that the joke? Is it is it sort of like a, a timely 2007 joke of like, oh, he's using Axe body spray? Like a like a like a teenager. I don't think it's specifically Axe. I just I mean there was a lot of spray deodorants back then that that really but not the like but not the kind that you guard and but not the kind that you spray on your body like the kind that you'd spray under your armpits yes definitely but not the kind that you spray specifically across the chest that's an axe body spray move I, I I always took it as it was a joke about him being lazy about him not wanting to take the time to spray both armpits He's just like done and oh. then let's go to the pub that sort of thing okay. that was that was I was poking fun at his his lack of couthness and protocol oh okay interesting. I think that's right. And, and of course, in the UK, it's called Lynx rather than Axe. Ah. Um, yeah, we don't call it like We don't call it Axe. It's, re, it's branded differently. Why is that? Link, L-Y-N-X. Axe is very offensive. I've oh. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we have Marathon and you had Snickers for so long? I have no idea. Oh. Um, but yeah, so Link, Lynx. Uh, and I guess people, like George said, people just use it as a general kind of body spray, mm-hmm. not just the armpit yeah. uh, thing. Huh. Yeah, just well, I'll just smell nicer if I spray this around. Okay. Yeah, I um, but and it's and people still do. You go to the supermarket and there's still tons of, uh, of of sprays like this. Oh yeah, I mean there's way more now than there was in 2007. I think mm. I was all about the right guard and hit middle school. So I mean I go way right back. guard. Yeah, oh, I remember right guard. <laughs> um, it's uh yeah, so it's. It's a really, I you know, I just, I love this bit because they're just very proud of like a good day's work. Yeah, there's nothing like a job well done at the end of a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Simon Pegg is wearing like a, a necklace thing too. Is that like his little pendant? Is that a police thing? Is it St. Christopher medal? Or, or at least yeah. a Catholic, probably like, a, who is the patron saint of police officers? Is oh, it St. Yeah. Christopher? <laughs> Something like that, George. That, that's exactly what I I thought it was as well. It's yeah, a pro- it's, it's Brad a Cop- Copper, religious iconography. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, which makes sense uh, considering the character that he's based off of is the the lead in uh, uh, what is that? The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Yeah, lead in the Wicker. Oh, Man. Oh right, Edward Woodward. Yeah. Christian to the very end. That guy. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to the bitter end. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you guys? Uh, any of you guys uh, necklace wearers? No, I've had those. I've had those bequeathed to me for like it's very Catholic. I'm Catholic, uh-huh. so like I've had like that, uh, first. Com- saint Michael is the patron saint of police officers. Well, well Google George. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've had them passed down to me, but I've, I've been not in the habit of wearing them. Yeah. No, I. I mean, I've had a few things as well as like a kid, yeah. um, being Italian. I mean, and as a kid, it seems fine, but then you just get to a certain point where you're like, no, yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, I'm not doing that. The last time I wore a necklace on the reg was in high school. I wore one of those ball chain necklaces. <laughs> um, but that was like Ouch. that was like like freshman sophomore time period, like long long time ago. Um, but I definitely wore one of those, and then and then one day I just stopped doing it. 
but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I asked exactly the same question uh, over on Rocky Minute because those boys like to, not the the hosts, the the characters, of course, uh, like to wear their necklaces, Apollo and uh, yeah, and Rocky. So that came up. <laughs> it was just a funny thing because it just came up with, like a week ago on uh, on, on another Jewel and Turner show. Same question. Definitely more of a seventies <laughs> thing. Uh, necklaces, jewelry. Yeah, jewelry, mm-hmm. jewelry on men Man jewelry. in general. Yeah, that was much more yeah. of a seventies thing for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, what's uh, what's what's this song that's playing as they're walking up to the up to the pub? This is Blockbuster by Sweet. Oh, released on the uh, on the album The Sweet on <laughs> in January of nineteen seventy three. Sweet, and it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm glad there's one more song this week because I was just thinking about like Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. It's kind of a fucking bummer to hear <laughs> introing the show every week. Outroing, outroing the show every week. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the last thing they hear. <laughs> All right, guys, see you later. And that's like you left your love. Deeny, deeny. <laughs> I used to have a scene with him. <laughs> Romeo. So well, we'll have to, I'll have to look, I'll have to look ahead to next week to see if there's another needle <laughs> drop next week. Because if they're not, if there's not, we'll have to use this one, which means we'll have to well, use Romeo and Juliet. The listeners this week. already know what happened. They've already heard all They've week. Already, like, yeah, we, yeah, we know. We yeah, a lot of dire straits. <laughs> <laughs> heard a lot of love fool last week. A lot of dire straits this week. You yeah, know what the court <laughs> It's true. It's true. Um, all right. Well, I think that about uh, wraps us up for this one. Uh, but, uh, George, do you remember the first time that you saw Hot Fuzz and what you thought of it? I did not see, I have the only Edgar Wright movie I've seen in the theater was Baby Driver. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he wasn't really on my radar at the time. And, and so Shaun of the Dead came out and I wasn't really into the whole zombie thing at the time. So I was like, yeah, that sounds gross and I didn't want to watch it and then this one came out and it was way more in my wheelhouse but I finally caught that one when I was on um like you know just watching it on video or rented it or something like that and I was like what the hell have I been doing in my life this is so funny and that might be why this is my favorite because it was the first one my introduction into his over but sure I tell you what like I and then I went back and watched Shaun of the Dead and I, and I have seen Into the World and you know World's End that, World's End man, World, sorry. End of the I always, world? I've George, only seen it once. Sacrilege. So I always get the name wrong. Yeah. End of the world. <laughs> End of the world is the Seth Rogen comedy that came out yep, the same yep. year. I, and I haven't seen that one. So there you go. Well, then. But yeah, no so excuse. this one just. <laughs> Just the action mixed with the silliness and the and the quaint country lifestyle with the with the dark underbelly. I loved. I saw what he was doing with the taking it from a from a fun perspective or a light perspective to a much darker, more sinister undertone to it. I just it was it was poetry, and I've always loved this movie so much. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, very cool. I think I think generally, I I, I feel like. For most people, the first one they watch tends to be the first Edgar Wright movie they watch tends to be their favorite. Because for a lot of people, I know a lot of people who the first Edgar Wright movie they saw was Scott Pilgrim, and that's their favorite. Um, and Ugh. and and then they they found the Cornetto trilogy later. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems to be that seems to be a trend. It's like whatever the first one was that you watch that tends to be your favorite. I think for ninety five percent of people, I would say. I did not get on with Scott Pilgrim when I watched it. I love it. Scott Pilgrim. Mm. Yeah. Different strokes. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. But, you know, that's yeah. it's just me. It's, uh... I mean, you love 80s references Sorry, in Gary. video games, Neil. I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's right in your wheelhouse. 
No, it does. Why? Why, George? Because <laughs> it's got all the things you like. Like what? It's got music and comic books and video games and references to both like current and old intellectual properties. You know, it's 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 silly, but it's like it's restrained it's silly. silly in times. Most no, of times. I'm not good with with too silly or too kind of extreme. I think it's quite an extreme movie. It is. You know, the way that they kind of the set pieces and uh, the fights. I, I don't know. It's just it takes me out and uh, I, those particularly the fights take me out and I, I, I don't know. Oh. I didn't, didn't say well. <laughs> Wow. The fights. Yeah. That's usually the, the bits that people <laughs> the like best, are the fights. It's not the best mm. part, but I <laughs> definitely is like definitely doesn't detract from the movie whatsoever with me what at all yeah yeah uh, but yeah i mean i i've heard that before i i think that movie doesn't doesn't work for uh, a great many people um but mm. uh that's that's totally sorry fair. gary yeah sorry gary uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh all right well thanks for joining us guys uh one more time where can people find the mogwai minute just there on the internet. Type in the Mogwai Minute and we show up. Oh. We're on Instagram and, and Facebook. We're on Spotify. We're on all those places. Just come find us. Yeah. We have Google a and... yeah, we have a Facebook group. Just called yeah. the Mogwai Minute. Yep. Join the group. It's good it's fun. A lot of fun. And, we have uh, a lot of fun on there. And George, you just threw some new t shirts into the teapot. Yeah, we you mentioned merch last time. We so if you are into buying merchandise or podcasts you've never been to or listened to, try the Mogwai Minute on <laughs> T Public. Or if you have listened to our show and like us, do that too. I mean, everyone's welcome. You Guys, you if you really want to game the system, you can buy their merch through our link. And we'll both get the full amount of money. Do I still get my cut? Uh, yeah, you guys will still wins. get your full cut and we'll get our cut. It'll be amazing. Um, there you go. Actually, do that, somebody should do that just so we can like compare notes and see how that actually works out. If it works out that way. Um, I feel like too much of that in Public will start getting angry. Uh, but uh-huh. <laughs> we're not making any money. Uh, we're giving it all yeah. the way to you. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that's duelinggenre.com slash merch, by the way, everybody. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, go check out Mo- Mogwai Minute. It's 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 a really uh, great it's a really great show uh, for uh, a, a really great movie and a really great and weird movie. Um, Thank yeah. you. And so uh, so check the, check that out. And also, if you're looking for more things to listen to, you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support, and uh, you, can, you can help us out on Patreon. Uh, and uh, by, by just supporting us at $3 a month, that's all we ask. You get all of the bonus content that we release, including, but not limited to, Scott Pilgrim Minute, which is us covering Scott Pilgrim versus the world, <laughs> one minute at a time, one minute a week. Uh, okay. And that's, uh, that's Nick and I and Gary... Uh, from from uh, from Harry Potter minute, Cassandra from Lord of the Rings minute, uh, and uh, Brian, um, who was our guest last week. So uh, check that out. That's duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, you'll get all of that, plus like Nick and I's top 10 and all the other bonus podcasts that we do. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Monday with Minute 46 for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. Pub? I love struck Sing the streets a serenade Laying everybody low With a love song that he made Find the streetlight Steps out of the shade Says something like You and me, babe How about it? Juliet says, hey, it's Romeo You nearly give me a heart attack 
She's underneath the window She's singing Leila, my boyfriend's back You shouldn't come around here Singing up at people like that Anyway, what you gonna do about it? Juliet The dice was loaded from the start 